Hi everyone, welcome back to the Art Trotter podcast. This is Henrietta speaking. Hi everyone, Alisa speaking and welcome to our new episode. Today's incredible story is about the New York middle-class vocal couple turned art collectors in the 1960s who during their lifetime amassed almost 5,000 artworks which is considered to be one of the largest collections of modern art. Indeed, the Vogels are one of the most famous art collectors in the world with an incredible passion for art. It all started from their wedding, actually, in the 60s with crushed car parts by American sculptor John Chamberlain. That's true. Herbert and Dorothy Vogel developed a common passion for art from their early years together. It was actually Herbert who started his passion and who introduced Dorothy to this hobby, and they gradually started collecting. In fact, for their wedding, as you and Rete mentioned, they decided to buy a piece by John Chamberlain to mark the date. And that was the beginning of the journey. In fact, they continued to buy art not only just for collecting purposes, but also as gifts to each other and to mark important dates for them and their family. It's a wonderful story. It is incredible also to know that Herbert worked all of his life as a postman while Dorothy was a librarian in a local Brooklyn library and their resources were frankly quite scarce and in order to realize their dream and their passion they had to make some tough decisions so they decided that Herbert's salary would be spent on the art while Dorothy's salary was going to cover their everyday life expenditures. Indeed, they were even called proletarian art collectors for that. And at that time, in the 1960s, pop art and abstract expressionism were in vogue, but too expensive for the couple to afford. However, on the other hand, minimal and conceptual art had yet to be welcomed to the art world's establishment, and this became the focus of the Vogel's collection. Herbert and Dorothy used to visit artists' studios in New York after their work to find a rare, exceptional new piece to add to their collection. Is it true, Elisa, that they were called out for using this method by some in the art world? Indeed, it is partially true, but we can also be impressed by their ingeniosity to find a good deal. They never dealt with galleries and art dealers who would normally take up to 50 and 60% commission and instead they negotiated with the artists uh, directly, arriving at studios with cash in hand. They were also passionate about unknown talents and often tried to develop the emerging talents by often encouraging them to draw more or to create more. They were very art-sensitive and had a particular flair to detect new emerging talents. Indeed, they did. There is, for example, David Reed, who is now a famous conceptual artist, and credited the couple for encouraging him to make more drawings, which would become a major element in his practice. So, with their scarce resources, living in a one-bedroom apartment in New York, the question is, how did they store all these 5,000 artworks? It's a huge collection. It is in itself is an incredible project, actually. They stored everything in their tiny New York apartment with of less than 42 square meters for almost 30 years. However, 20 years after starting their collection, they admitted that they couldn't keep it anymore in their apartment. 
both due to lack of space, of course, but also due to lack of the right conditions to preserve the artworks, as well as the also security concerns. They looked for different alternatives, knowing that uh, they wanted to donate their collection and make it available for free to the general public. So what did they decide in the end? In the 90s, they chose the National Gallery, which is free for the public and has a policy to keep the collection and never sell it. The creator at the time also gave a small annual annuity to the couple for their very generous donation. And actually, there is a funny story about the moving of the collection from the apartment to the museum, which says that the National Gallery required five 40-foot trucks and unloading the artworks from the trucks and into the gallery tied up the museum's freight elevators for weeks. And do you know what they did with the small annuity they received? Of course, they bought more art till Herbert's death in 2012, and then in 15 years after donating their original collection, they actually grew a new collection by 1,500 artworks. That's incredible. That's a true passion for art, isn't it? Indeed, I'd say so. And it is obvious that they never stopped. But unfortunately, when Herbert died, Dorothy stated that she would no longer buy art because they were a buying team. That's quite a sad ending, to be fair, but it's also quite touching that she stuck so strongly to this idea of them being a team. It's a little bittersweet in a way. This is all for now. We hope that this story about the Vogels inspired you to start collecting and discovering art. See you in our next episode, and don't forget to follow the Art Trotters podcast. Bye for now. Bye, everyone.